Hey everyone, before this episode plays, I just want to let you know about a little bit of a silent gap, about 10 minutes in, or a couple of seconds. Um, it was all perfectly normal, and I wanted to leave it in because actually, listen, this is reality. These guests are in their homes at the moment, or in offices with not many people, and sometimes interruptions happen. So I wanted to leave it in, so a little bit of silence. In that silence, why don't you just think about sort of what you're learning from the episode so far thank you all for listening and supporting as always enjoy episode 159 hey everyone welcome to founders 365 with me Stephen Haggerty today I'm joined by the founder of the people Mr Kit I'm gonna mess this up already I told you didn't I didn't I say to you I will word vomit this your name straight away but can Bacteri Bactori Bactori Bacteri close Ah, just just tell me, man. Just tell me. Bakhtiari? Bakhtiari. I knew it. I knew it. I've messed it up. I'm sorry. But welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Stephen? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Glad to have you on. Uh, really excited to get a an in-depth understanding of your business and the approach that you come at with this as well, because I think it's super different. Um not many people well actually i don't think i know anyone that is sort of marketing it the way you're marketing it uh which is just really fascinating to hear so without further ado tell people what the people is yeah of course and first off i just have to say it's good to be on i'm excited uh to be talking and to be sharing the conversation with everyone yeah, so as, as you said, as you've attempted to say, my name is Kian Bakhtiari, <laughs> and I am the founder of The People. The People is pretty much in the name, so we are a completely new uh, marketing and advertising model. It's a new kind of agency slash consultancy, and it's all about what's in the name, so it's people-powered marketing. So we are a youth-powered marketing consultancy, powered by a community of 150 young creators. And the reason being, Stephen, is we believe that young people are no longer passive consumers. So they're not this thing at the end of the kind of advertising, marketing, or campaign stage that just taking the brand message. They're actually creators in their own right. And to get it right and to be effective and to be culturally relevant means you have to create with the audience instead of for them love that for you well one question is straight off the bat when you say young how long are we talking about when you say youth what sort of age range are we talking about yeah so typically and it, it really depends and i think half of it is also uh mindset but from an Definitely. age perspective since you are 16 to 24 is the core kind of demographic yeah. but we also kind of age up all the way to 30 but that's that's where we specialize that's kind of yeah. where we started everything yeah the, i mean the reason i asked that is because i think the word youth can really be misinterpreted and put a huge amount of people off in some mm. aspects for you why was it so important to create this I mean, it almost sounds like you've created this amazing community of creators, which is great. But what was it that inspired you to do this? What was it? What was going on in your world that thought, you know what? 
I need to create this agency to bring these amazing creators together and start offering out these services at being controlled by, you know, that sort of demographic? Mm. Yeah, great question. So the reason why the people started and the reason why I made that decision was previous to this, I had the chance that I was working at, so randomly, so at the time, randomly, I the story is a random story. <laughs> Friend invites me to a coding event, and little did I know they were recruiting for a completely new startup agency. And someone turned around and was like, Would you like to be a founding member of a new marketing agency that does the things completely different? And I was like, Sure. <laughs> so that's how it started. So that was three years ago and I was just lucky enough and there was this task that we did and from that I became a founding member of this startup agency really cool startup agency called 46 and I was lucky enough Stephen that was part of a bigger marketing and advertising holding group called Denso Agents Network mm -hmm. which is one of the world's biggest marketing and media holding groups and they have like all sorts of clients so some of the stuff we were working on was the likes of Adidas, Santander, the government account. And we started, I started as a researcher, strategist, head of strategy for our small kind of agency, which was amazing because we had the best of both worlds. We had the freedom of a startup to do what we wanted, but we also had this backing of a big holding group that had <laughs> the funds. And to answer your question, as I got along in that journey, at the end, I, w I was youth insight lead across Denso Agents Network, so looking after their youth projects, portfolios, and pitches. And what I realized then was as I got closer to the kind of heart of where marketing campaigns were created was a lot of time, effort, and energy was being spent by a lot of smart people to create these campaigns. But on the other side, when I was chilling with my friends, they just couldn't care less. And there was this big disconnect between the two worlds of how much it mattered in that world mm. and how much it mattered in, in ordinary people's lives when they've got everything else that's going on in their lives. They've got a life. So it's like that advert. The is it's like the, the Instagram versus reality. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive that. That must have been a, a huge decision for you to make that choice to go, right, I'm going to set up the people, I'm going to embark on this mission. When like, as you just said, you almost had the dream set up by working for, with this, you know, being a, a founding member of this really great startup, 46, being backed by this global company. For you, how was it with that transition to into the people itself? Yeah, I think I think what it was for me, it was scary, but I didn't think of it. <laughs> and I think that's that's the best things when you don't really think of it. You you know it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And was that the three-year journey? Was that the three years ago you made that jump? So it's been almost two years since I started the people. Two years? Yeah. How long has the two years been? How, how have the two years been... How have you been growing and what are some of those struggles that you've had doing it alone? Um, or well, not alone. I mean, you have what, 140 plus 
community that you've brought on board? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's been like, I know it's really cliche to say it, but I think it's been a real roller coaster. So in any given week, you've got these kind of real highs and real lows, and you've got this mixture of the best uh, emotions with some of the hardest challenges all combined. So, how do you handle that then? How do you handle the roller coaster? How do you handle the roller coaster being a you know a young founder yourself, yeah. the, bringing on this community of other of young uh, creators? That's a lot of pressure that you've put yourself under. How do you handle that day to day roller coaster of just being a founder in that position? Yeah, I think the first part of that answer is. I don't think about it. <laughs> just, put, just put it aside, put it aside. But um, a more serious uh, response, you have to love it. If you, you know, if you don't love it and if you don't, you're not passionate for it and if it's just a job or just a thing you do, it's near impossible. Mm-hmm. Like it's during the toughest moments, if you don't really, really love it, it's, it's basically... Um, yeah, it's no love, basically. No love. <laughs> For you, what is it you love most? What is it that you, you drives you every single day, gets up? What is it that makes you turn up to work and build this amazing uh, business that you've built? One second, Stephen. Bear with me for one moment. <laughs> the joys of living in London. <laughs> London's a busy place, man. <laughs> One moment. I'm back. And he's back. Thing is, with that silence, I was like, oh, do I just feel the silence? Like, <laughs> what do I do? Uh, you're back. You're good to go. You're good to carry on. Yeah, all good. Cool, man. I love these live streams. This is real life. And uh, my question was, yeah, so what is it you love most about it? What is it that gets you going every single morning? Because I think that's such a, it's a great answer that you gave, but it's an answer that a lot of people give without real context into the, that feeling or that actual physical thing within the business that they love most because mm. it's all it's all well and good when people read and they go hey man you've got to love what you do you've got to have a passion for it but I think that has to convert on, onto some level of you know actual action in terms of what is it specifically that you love Yeah, I think for me, uh, Stephen, it's a very clear one to the people. We're a business and we're a youth-powered consultancy, but we are also driven by this mission, which is bigger than us. So our mission is to unleash the creative potential of young people. And that's the thing that keeps me going, because the more projects we do, the more we can support young creators in our network. And that makes it all worthwhile. 
What, how does it feel, or how did it actually, here's a better question then, how did it feel when you brought on those first young creatives and you put them on a project and that project did really well and the clients were really happy? How did it feel knowing that you gave that creative, that role, that responsibility, that perhaps they, let's face it, they pro they may not have been given that in other areas of, or other businesses? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's literally the you've described it. That's the best part of the job because, like, we also they're rewarded from a monetary point of view, but it's the feeling they get from collaborating with these brands and kind yeah. of raising their portfolio is the most powerful thing. Yeah, exactly. You're you're giving them. What do you say? Would you say you're giving them that access to that, or you're giving them? You know, why, what is it about the people that creatives are loving and wanting to join? It's theirs. I think that's the main thing. It's not something we're not telling them what to do. It's like we, we're just the canvas and the platform for them to mm -hmm. uh, fulfill their creative potential. And for you, how are you tracking your success? How are you tracking your success? as a business at that top level founders point of view over the last two years. Um... Yeah, I think this is where we differ from other companies. It's uh, three parts. The mm -hmm. one actually like any business revenue. Yeah. Second. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> the second is impact. So it's kind of how much have we contributed back to our community? And the third one is not, you can't really measure it. It's just, in a way, it's just how proud that we are of the work we've done. Mm. That's a really interesting one, the, the fact that you're measuring the proudness as a success part, which is which is really great. I'm, I'm a firm believer of that because I think a lot of businesses, especially in marketing at the moment and advertising, because, it, you know, you look around you and it seems that marketing agencies are popping up everywhere mm. and i think a lot of them are really struggling to be heard and be seen in perhaps the way they can be seen but a lot of them are also chasing those you know classic entrepreneurial thing of chasing shiny objects so the fact you've put pride in one of the top three ways that you're um you're leveling you're, you're determining success but also it's probably like you said one of the hardest things to actually f tangibly see so moving forward in the business for you what have you learned over the past couple of years with those three thing with those three pillars in mind that perhaps you weren't expecting and you know you're you've incorporated into the business to make it aligned with those three values yeah Yeah, I think once again, this is a personal one. But for me, when I came into the, when I started the people, it was all about the mission. And mm -hmm. what I've learned is how to complement that with make it a real business. And as part of that, there's also understanding the financial realities. Mm. So there's a almost a truth that finance speaks that actually helps the mission and helps the impact. Yeah, because Only when you get the balance and the marriage between the two. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the one of the things I've seen a lot with creative people as a whole is that they often struggle with that, you know, 
old school business mentality of actually you've got to make something profitable you've got to make something worthwhile you know it's great to it's amazing to create these amazing campaigns and and work with incredible people but at the end of the day you know if you're doing it all for free or for very little value then you're just going to be chasing your tail right mm. for you being able to give those creatives that i guess that revenue spirit stream do you also help mentor them do you also help educate them how do you sort of hold their hand to make sure that one you know your name is on the line i guess a little bit in that sense to make sure their value the, their work and value is up to scratch but also to make sure that they can see themselves as much as potential as you may see in them yeah i think i think the first part is we just have full trust so the people we've chosen are people we we really believe in and actually we believe it's the, uh, the companies and the big brands that can learn the most from them because they're all experts in their particular field and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then in a way, because of the projects they're doing, they're kind of mentoring themselves. So it's almost a shoe they can kind of uh, grow into. Yeah, love that. Have you had any backlash? Have you had any backlash in terms of, you know, really pushing the fact that you're this youth powered consultancy? Have you had any backlash on that point? Not necessarily backlash. I think the biggest, the one of the challenges is a lot of the work we do is based on quality and it's qualitative and it's based on human emotion mm -hmm. and real feelings and real opinions. And in a big business, uh, naturally, and I know that's got its place, it's all about the hard numbers, the statistics, the data. And I think one of the aspects is really understanding the value of you know the human element the kind of real people that are informing this kind of uh marketing and there's a big spectrum so there's people that are like oh but it's only i don't know five people on this project but then there's others that understand that from that specific one word that someone said you can gain so much uh uh yeah harness so much kind of energy and potential and possibilities mm. when you go into new clients and start working on new projects it sounds like there's that real you know you, you sound like you really do harness that human human connection in terms of doing business and um you know, really understanding their values and, and what they want and how they want to connect with their customers. In the, Obviously, in the last couple of months, this has probably been a, a little bit harder for some businesses. Let's just say mm. that. How have you overcome that? How have you managed to still connect with customers? How have you still managed to sort of get the message across in that right manner and allow brands to do the same? Yeah. I think it's, I think you're right, Stephen, it's been a challenging time for a lot of people. And um, my message and hope for everyone, like, is hope, uh, there's going to be better days and there's going to be kind of uh, brighter days. There's always tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something to celebrate. I think for us, what's clear is we represent the people. Mm -hmm. We represent the ordinary people. And to an extent, we represent the people these brands want to engage with. And arguably, it's be, it's more important today than ever before to be connected 
to the art audience to be connected to people and to really understand their hopes, their dreams, their passions, their aspirations, their pain points. Because unless you can do that and unless you can build a real strong connection, you're going to be disconnected from community, from your consumers. And that's that's really at its core. It's a cultural issue, it's a social issue, but it's also a business challenge that we solve. What about the businesses that just don't get that, just don't understand that? For you, I'm guessing you're a big believer in you know the power of no as well. You're only working with brands and companies that completely are on that level of where you stand and what you can offer them and what you can do for them, and you know they've got to be on board for as much as possible. But in the reality of life, let's put it this way, there are businesses and brands and people that are so focused on that whole like N number and and just give me a result that I can tangibly see within the next two to three months. When you were when you were starting this up, you know, two years ago, you've you've just walked, you've just stepped away from a a cushy a cushy setup that could have again, you could have been in that business for a long time and done probably extremely well. But in those early days of the people, was the was it hard for you to say no to those brands and companies that didn't quite get? you know, your message and, and your values of the of your business? Yeah, it's something we still wrestle with today. I think there's, once again, going back to the financial reality point, but I think what, what, uh, what I'm really proud of using the word proud is we have a set of beliefs and we have our mission. So mm-hmm. our kind of lens and guiding light is, is the brand we're working with and the project we're working on unleashing the creative potential of young people. And if it's not, even if it's the best project ever and the most lucrative project ever, we wouldn't work on it. Yeah. So there's certain categories or sectors, brands we won't work with. And similarly, we know that we're not, we're not naturally, we're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Mm. And that's fine. Like, uh, like we're not. You don't want to be. Everyone. I think the the brands and businesses, whether they're marketing or not, whatever industry, those ones that are trying to cater to everyone. You know, I'm a firm believer that they almost shoot themselves in the foot a little bit and mm. end up catering to to no one or very few people, right? Which is, you know, your message and the way your your business looks and the feel. I'm guessing it. It's almost like an automatic filtration system. And the only people that are going to really start to contact you are those people that get it, which is which is ideal for you because it means that you're not saying no to as many people. Mm. Um, I'm really keen to find out what's next. Then what's next for the people? What's ne- what's next on your horizons and and your big plans? Yeah, uh, it's going to sound very very boring, but <laughs> I, for us, it's do more of the same and do more of what works and less of what doesn't and. Mm-hmm to put that in perspective. So this year has been our kind of first official, official year. So it's kind of taking all the learnings and just using that as the ground. So for us, it's not just about doing more of the same. It's like, how can we learn? How can we improve? And what's, what's next is hopefully more projects and more impact for our community. Cause yeah. the two for us go hand in hand. I'm curious to, understand from your long-term 
viewpoint as well. Do you think that the business as a whole will evolve, um, you know, as you get older and you move into your 30s and 40s? Uh, do you think you'll still be the the youth power consultants as, or do you think you're going to bring the youth that you create, you know, these 140 plus creators that you've got now with yeah. you and uh, into the next 10, 20 years? By the looks of it, there might even be a time where I'm 70 and we've got this special <laughs> community of uh, over 70s. But I think to that point, the model remains the same. Mm -hmm. Like the way we approach marketing yeah. uh, doesn't change at the moment because we're a startup. We're really laser focused on the next generation and young right. people today. But to your point, Stephen, there's nothing to say we we can't kind of expand on that 100 percent, and i think that's one of the keys i think learnings that i think people are going to see over time from watching a business like yours is it's it's what you focus on it's what you've got on your on your sort of table at the moment and age and and youth it's it's just a sort of an avenue to launch and deliver those tangible assets that people are wanting in that moment of time uh, and I think people forget that. I think people forget that actually businesses can evolve, they can change, they can go on and do other things. There's a lot of pressure on founders at the moment mm. to really be focusing on that, that one thing, what you may be focusing on that one thing for now, but a lot of people assume that you're going to be doing that one thing forever. And it, it just doesn't happen like that, right? For real. Just for real. I, yeah, I agree with that, man. Love that. For you, what is one of the, I want to kind of wrap this up by getting an insight from you in terms of one of the biggest learnings that you've had in the last, let's say six months. Um, and here's, here's, a, here's sort of a, an onset to that question as well. So like ignoring COVID, right? What is one of the business lessons that you've still learned? This might sound a bit meta, but I think what I've learned is the biggest, the most valuable skill or uh, asset uh, in starting a business is not a specific learning because that changes over time mm -hmm. and circumstance. And what I've learned to answer your question over the last four months is the most important thing is to learn how to learn because as you go on that process, there's going to be things you just don't know and you haven't done. Yeah. And the most and important, know know. yeah, absolutely. So the most important part is not the skill or the knowledge you have It's your ability to navigate the unknown mm. and find solutions and find answers by asking the right question, but also be open enough to the world and how it responds to you. Yeah. Don't, and don't be afraid to ask those questions, you know, mm no matter where you're at in your business, your life, your career, whatever the situation for you is, I think if you can remove the fear to ask questions, you're always going to get further ahead than others because you're going to be in that that learning position that you just spoke about, that knowledge absorbing position. And, and as anyone knows that has done any study of any successful person in terms of business person, career person, professor, whoever it is, that's one of the key things that they've all adopted. 
is that they're always in that that learning mode no matter who they are so thank you for that thank you for sharing that uh, my final final question is for you then is how can people find out more about the people i mean that's a tongue twister for me how can people find out more about the people yeah of course so the best way to find out is go on our website so www.thepeople.work or alternatively just email me and i can tell you more easy love it listen thank you so much for coming on founders 365 thanks for sharing your wisdom uh, i really do look forward to seeing you guys evolve and but not evolve over the next six or 12 months. I'm looking forward to seeing how you evolve over the next like five years in this industry, because I think you're in a really privileged place in terms of the learning you're going to be getting from, you know, that youth, that youth of uh, culture and that youth of creativity that you're tapped into. Yeah, I'm excited too, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Love it. Thank you so much. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. This has been Founders 365.